0: Welcome.
1: You're listening to Living Faith Podcast. Starry sky see your hand in time in mine to lead me through the night. Thank you for joining us on this Easter weekend. Psalm 75:1. We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. The most astonishing promise of all is that God is near. Jesus Emmanuel, God with us. Sometimes I have a hard time grasping the fullness of it. God left his rightful place on the universe's throne, left the riches and the unimaginable glory that were his left the sound of unending praise and worship that surrounded him. He left it all to be with us. What must that moment have been like? When heaven's great treasure shed his kingly splendor and put on the clay of humanity, did the angels for a moment hold their breath and look on in astonishment? When he who was from the beginning took the form of a servant, Did the angels, the eternal realm, stand speechless with wonder? When the king of kings exchanged his majestic robes for swaddling clothes, surely it was one of the most beautiful, awe-inspiring moments in all eternity. God with us. Can that little word with capture the meaning? Does it mean with me, like next to me? No, nearer than that. Does it mean with me, like someone holding me in a tight embrace? No, nearer than that. With me, like the blood in my veins? Nope, near still. With me, like the beat of my heart? No, nearer, nearer. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Galatians 6:20 With me becomes in me. Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you whom you have received from God? 1 Corinthians 6:19 When God with us was born, he opened the way for heaven to invade earth and for earth to experience heaven. It was the first step in the grand eternal plan that would make it possible for Jesus to be Christ in me. Jesus, no faraway deity waiting for us to find him. Jesus, God with us. Resurrection day, Christ lives in me. Because Christ lives in us, we can face tomorrow. Because Christ lives in us, all fear is gone because Christ lives in us we know who holds the future
0: it is great to have you with us for this service we pray the Lord's very best for each and every one of you this Easter weekend it's amazing to consider that nearly every church in America now produces nearly all of its content online particularly this weekend that's a lot of content It's comparable to the explosion of entertainment material over recent years. I mean, when I was a child, televisions had limited broadcast channels. Anyone else remember a VHF dial and a UHF dial on a television? And then cable companies began offering dozens of channels and then it became hundreds of channels. Then the internet opened the floodgates. One source notes that over 1 billion hours of video is watched every day. Today, with almost unlimited content, the joke is it can take longer to find something than it does to actually view it. And now, most churches in America are adding to that content. To me, this is both exciting and overwhelming. The phenomenon makes me evaluate our purpose for this congregation's online media. I see our online focus the same as our physical purpose, this local community. Our priority is the Living Faith family, Everett, Snohomish County. We exist for this place physically and virtually. And so focused on our local congregation, today's message will conclude with the Lord's Supper. Now, knowing God's history of powerfully visiting this congregation on these occasions, we fully expect him to do so again today as we share communion in our homes. So nearby, you should have ready some form of bread and juice to represent Jesus' body and blood. We're gonna use these later as we prayerfully remember Jesus. And let's expect God's spirit visit us now. I begin my message in John's gospel. John chapter 10, beginning at verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Jesus then continues, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the father knows me, even so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. A good shepherd is needed. Without the good shepherd, Jesus warned that the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. Without the good shepherd, we, the sheep, are vulnerable and dispersed. We need a good shepherd, who prevents dangerous vulnerability and resolves scattered disconnection. In fact, we need one good shepherd. Within the passage, Jesus said, there will be one shepherd. And he said, he is the good shepherd. Jesus declared himself the one and only good shepherd. Now, I realize that to some in our pluralist society, this sounds odd and even elitist on Jesus' part. Within our culture, tolerance for others' beliefs has become validation of everyone's beliefs, which is rationally absurd and philosophically impossible. On so many levels, every person cannot be right at the same time on the same subjects. And that type of conviction is confusion that breeds societal chaos. But you know what? The Bible saw this day coming. In 2 Timothy, Paul wrote, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. You know, for all and any that are looking for teachers to tell them whatever they wanna hear, we have the World Wide Web. Within the internet's vast content, interests are promoted and condemned, desires are validated and vilified, thoughts are embraced and despised, practices are loved and hated. And There are forums for the most noble and the most vile, for the most accepted, and the most bizarre. Seemingly, anything is discoverable in online. In contrast, Jesus' sheep have one shepherd, one teacher, one guide, one leader and protector. For those in Jesus' fold, he is not one among alternatives, but the one shepherd. Some may think Jesus arrogant, yet he professed, there is one shepherd and he is that shepherd. We need the good shepherd who unites. As Jesus declared there would be one shepherd, he also said there will be one flock. Under Jesus' plan, those who previously were scattered, disconnected, or disoriented are united. Those formerly dissipated are gathered into one fold. Jesus unifies. Earlier in John chapter 10, Jesus said this, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. As there is one shepherd, it just follows that there is one fold because Jesus' voice unifies. Sheep within his flock no longer attend to teachers telling tickling tales. Instead, the sheep listen to him. Jesus' voice isn't added to the sheep's existing playlist. Rather, Jesus' voice is a filter for all others. His sheep no longer listens to a stranger's voice. In fact, they no longer hear it. For his fold, Jesus' voice is loudest and most clear. One shepherd, one flock, Jesus unifies. We need the good shepherd who gathers. Thankfully, the good shepherd's flock isn't limited. Jesus said, another sheep I have, which are not of this fold, but I must also bring. (coughs) As the consummate entrepreneur, Jesus sees growth potential. He recognizes space available for immediate placement. As the good shepherd, he's compelled to care for as many as possible. There are others Jesus feels like I must bring them. His close disciple Peter expressed this concept when he preached salvation in the second chapter of Acts. Peter declared, for the promise is to you, and to your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The good shepherd gathers sheep into his one fold. We need the gathering shepherd. We need our good shepherd. I believe it was back in January when I first met Beth. During our weekly service, people move around the auditorium, greeting others, introducing themselves, and and during that time, I met Beth. After introductions, I asked if she knew anyone from our congregation. No, she lived nearby and discovered us on the internet, and what she found there was enough to influence her to visit. I commended Beth for her courage courage to attend a gathering of people where she knew no one. Thankfully, Beth continues to gather with us, making connections, knowing others and being known herself. You know, for many people, it takes courage to be among many, but known by none. Think about it. That first day on the job at a large corporation can be intimidating. Or remember the first time you attended your spouse's company Christmas party. Social gatherings where we are among many, but known by none, can be tough. But this is never the case for those who enter into Jesus' fold. Jesus said in John 10:14, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. With our good shepherd, we are never alone in the crowd. Jesus knows us, and we know him. More than as a group of his sheep, Jesus knows us individually. As he explained in John 10:3. to him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name upon entry into jesus sheepfold it might take a while to acquaint with other sheep yet we are never alone he is truly our good shepherd and we need him why 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 is jesus good Jesus calls himself himself the good shepherd. Why is that? We learn some detail through Jesus' comparison of himself to the hireling. We're told that the hireling leaves the sheep when things get difficult. We're informed that the hireling just works for the personal benefits. But for Jesus, his good shepherd role has nothing to do with personal benefits. Jesus isn't moonlighting, he's not shepherding as a side hustle. Rather, Jesus serves. The man Christ Jesus serves the purpose of his father saving the sheep. I am the good shepherd, it says in verse 11. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Jesus gave his entire existence. He was born in Bethlehem for the sheep. He spent 33 years under his parents' watchful eyes for the sheep. He debated scripture in the temple for the sheep. He healed diseases and performed miracles for the sheep. He traveled. He taught for the sheep. He trained disciples for the sheep. Our good shepherd invested his entire life or the sheep. Of course, Easter marks our memory that he gave his very breath. He was whipped and beaten for the sheep. Ridiculed and spat upon for the sheep. Nailed to a cross, buried in a borrowed tomb for the sheep. He raised himself from the dead for the sheep. And Now all who follow his voice, we can be forgiven and cleansed and miraculously powered. All this Jesus did for the sheep. He did it for you and for me. No wonder he is our good shepherd. We need Jesus. This Easter weekend. We rightly remember and celebrate Jesus, our one good shepherd. And we will do so by eating and drinking the Lord's Supper, and I offer that now is the the perfect time. When instructing his disciples about this remembrance, the Bible records in Luke 22 17, then Jesus took the cup. And gave thanks and said, Take this, and divide it among yourselves, for I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supping saying this cup is the new testament my blood which is shed for you right now we remember the one shepherd we celebrate our inclusion in the one flock as we remember him we sincerely confess we need jesus whatever bread or juice you have available now i invite you to join my wife and i along with all those who are watching Mm -hmm eat the bread, drink the juice, while remembering his broken body and shed blood. While we prayerfully do so, music will play, and after we've partaken, I'll come back in a few moments with some concluding words. So awesome to be able to experience the powerful presence of God wherever we are, in whatever framework, in whatever fashion, whether we Celebrate the Lord's Supper on our own Or with our family We are never alone He knows us As we know Him I share with you this passage In 1 Peter 2 In concluding this service For God called you to do good Even if it means suffering Just as Christ suffered for you He is your example And you must follow in His steps He never sinned nor ever deceived anyone he did not retaliate when he was insulted nor threaten revenge when he suffered he left his case in the hands of god who always judges fairly he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right by his wounds you are healed once You were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. The before and after, before I knew him as my good shepherd and after, now he's the guardian of my soul. We need Jesus, our good shepherd. Let's remember this wonderful, marvelous truth as we live our faith day by day. Until we meet again. You've been listening to the Living Faith Everett podcast series. Tune in next week for the next part of the series or join us online at livingfaithministries.church.